This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is another 80 Films Italian Collection series of reviews. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Up on this episode we're doing disc number 79 in the Italian Collection. This is Cannibal Holocaust. Now this one here is the 4K UHD release which I now believe is completely sold out um, for the limited edition. I think you can still get the ordinary 4K UHD. Uh, And truth be told, I've had it since it came out and it's been lying in shrink wrap, mostly due to my overall laziness at getting around to titles, but also I like to bank a few films in the collection so we could run a series of reviews to continue them on. Now, on this channel already, there is the preceding 78 reviews and they are in playlists. So if you're checking us out through YouTube, you can check it that way. If you're checking out the audio podcast, just delve into the archives, you will find them there. So yeah, 88 Films putting this title out. Uh, Previously, it was available on Blu-ray via Shameless in the UK. It's had another Blu-ray release via Grindhouse in the States, um, I had the Grindhouse release in one as well about the same time that I got the Shameless release. The reason behind that is the UK has um, struggled with the status of being fully uncut when it comes to this particular movie. For those that don't know, this is probably the most infamous of all the video nasties, uh, Cannibal Holocaust. This is up there with titles such as uh, I Spit in Your Grave and more likely Last House on the Left as the the, the kind of big notorious ones. Um, other titles out there like Snuff, for example, um, get you know a bit of a bit of attention. But those were like the the, the big three. Holocaust being probably arguably the, the the top of the the mountain, mostly because um, to the uneducated, or actually let's be honest, to the educated who are really fucking dumb. Um, this movie felt wholly real to them and they couldn't quite wrap their head around the fact that it was a movie and not someone releasing, I don't know, on a distribution label to patrons uh, a film of real people dying. So there we go. The enduring legacy of the video nasties. Uh, if you are interested in that, I have a whole spin-off show uh, called Doing the Nasty, which is available in podcast format that will be making its way in its archives over on to YouTube as well. So yeah, Cannibal Holocaust is the title we're talking about. Um, as always with these, we are going to kick up the the trailer. And when we return from that, uh, we will be discussing this title. Probably not a film review because I've reviewed this movie God knows how many times at this stage. But I actually want to talk about this release, which 
I would say pound for pound is probably the best thing that 88 Films has ever done. We'll be back to discuss that right after this. The Law of the Jungle. Eat or be eaten. These film cans tell what happened to the Americans who journeyed into the Amazon to shoot a documentary. New York City is only a day away from the green inferno of the Amazon jungle. Four Americans plunge into the savagery of the Amazon jungle to film a documentary. They never come back. Are they still alive? If so, where are they? Cruel. Brutal. Savage. Shocking. Authentic. Actually filmed in the Amazon jungle. Welcome back. So, let's get into it, shall we? Cannibal Holocaust. Um, disc number 79 in the collection. I'm going to give you some details as listed on the back of the box. We used to read it from the website, but because we have the box, we don't need to do that. Um, the most notorious video nasty of them all, Cannibal Holocaust, was condemned, banned and prosecuted. It's just about the most infamous film ever made. Going further into horror and cruelty than just about any other movie, as an American film crew makes contact with the tribe of primitive cannibals and swiftly wishes they hadn't. It's the sort of film for which the phrase stomach churning may have been invented, but there's more to Cannibal Holocaust than simply inducing nausea. It's one of the most important films about filmmaking there is, and a powerful study of violence too. Director Ruggiero Diodato, who did Live Like a Cop, Die Like a Man, Savage Masterpiece has never looked better than on this gorgeous 4K restoration and 88 Films are proud to prevent, prevent, 88 films are proud to present the most definitive edition of this horror essential classic. So this one here features a brand new 4K remaster from the original negatives with Dolby Vision encoding. That's HDR10 Plus compatible. Um, it's a limited edition slipcase on this one which contains an E3 fold-out poster with artwork by our good buddy Graham Humphrey. Um, this also has booklet with notes and new writings on the film by Sarah Appleton, Sean Hogan and Martin Bain. Um, as 2.0 English stereo um, as well as 2.0 English Mono, English SDH, an audio commentary with Kim Newman and Barry Forshaw, The Flesh of the Controversy, a brand new interview with Ruggiero Diodato, Biting Reality, an interview with Ruggiero Diodato, The Last Cannibal Kings, Diodato vs. Lenzi, his particular favourite on this, um, a different Holocaust, an archival uh, interview with Ruggiero Diodato, Jungle Stories, an interview with production designer Massimo Antonio Glengi, um, Italian Horrors, an interview with expert and film director Marcello Avalono, uh, Professionals in Peril, an interview with the director of photography Sergio 
Defunzi, I think that's how you pronounce that. I'm butchering everything because I'm Scottish and Italian is not a language which is easily uh, discernible to someone that is born with this tongue. Um, in the Jungle, the making of Cannibal Holocaust, an archival documentary, and the alternative scene, The Last Road to Hell. The US first release trailer, international trailer, Italian trailer, and a reversible sleeve with the newly commissioned artwork by Graham Humphreys and the original Italian poster. So yeah, all in this little box set here, a lot to talk about. So, like I say, I don't really want to necessarily do a review of this movie. I don't think anything here from me will sway you one way or another as to whether or not you should watch this movie, you shouldn't watch this movie, how important it is, how trashy it is, the exploitative nature of it, or the social commentary that lies within. You have either lived your life not seeing Cannibal Holocaust and are fine in blissful ignorance, you are someone that has partaken of the, 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 the dark delights that is this movie and decided you know, it's just definitely not for you. Or you're someone that sits more akin to me in that it's a deeply disturbing work, but you understand its importance in cinema. I'm always very cynical when people say Cannibal Holocaust is like one of their favourite movies ever made. I, I, I find that a worrying position, but each to their own. To me, it's a hugely important movie. Uh, some people class it as being the first film footage movie. Technically not a film footage movie and how audiences now understand the term film footage. Today, film footage is a, a mechanism or filmic device or style of making a movie which appears for all intents and purposes that you, the viewer, have stumbled across it or you've been granted access to the files or something along those lines. In the case of this one, it is actually a story about found footage. So this is people retrieving um, documentary footage that was shot supposedly in, um, uh, you know, in this uh, kind of news interview segment between these journalists and, and um, tribal people, which went horribly, horribly, horribly wrong. Um, and in that, the movie is technically found footage. The movie that's shown within the movie is the found footage element, even though that itself is not, once again, how we would denote or classify modern found footage. It's filmed like a film. Granted, it may have been filmed on handheld cameras, but there's there's a lot more artistry going on behind the lens than there would be in, I don't know, like... Like, one of the ones from recently. I struggle to remember them, and I've seen so many found footage movies, but it's definitely not like a paranormal activity or something along those lines. That's the kind of world it occupies and exists in. And for that, I I put its importance less on the impact it's had, specifically in found footage as a genre, and actually more in line with sit back and take a look at this experimentation and filmmaking which blurs the lines of um, reality and um, fiction. The reality being that infamously, and it's one of the reasons this movie has struggled with cuts in the UK for as long as it had, um, the animal cruelty is so over the top and real 
in this movie that your brain is almost tricked into believing that the atrocities carried out on humans in the movie must also be real. So you've seen these animals once scream and, and, and be tortured and mutilated in pain to their death that when you see someone's penis being chopped off later in the movie, your brain is predisposed to think that what you're seeing is a real event as opposed to something that is, you know, practical effects. And that's, on on the kind of artistic level, is one of the movie's greatest tricks. It's the reason it upsets so many people. It's the reason it still upsets me. I love animals. Let's go as he is animals being tortured on screen but in the case of this and you know it's controversies that i've went through um as a filmic device it would never happen now but as a filmic device back then it was used for a specific purpose and obviously the the overall kind of social commentary on society the kind of the the kind of western approach of trying to humanize and normalize what we class as backwards or uncivilized people by ultimately the way we have always done it which is by force um and the iconic kind of lines of the movie of you know who like who are the real who are the real cannibals who are, who are the real monsters now it tackles with those weighty subjects and i would argue pound for pound it does it as good as any massive hollywood blockbuster probably with the same impact um ruggiero diodato given time uh, and passing has always kind of looked back at this movie with less fondness as the time has went on infamously he was almost sentenced to serious serious jail time because the actors that starred in the movie went into seclusion and hiding after making it to give the illusion that the movie was actually real it was kind of predicated on that one and the best kind of mondo film-esque tropes is designed to make you feel like what you're seeing is purely real and that kind of backfired for Diodato, who ended up in a position where you had to physically get people to come to court to prove that they weren't dead. Which kind of feels antiquated, but at the same time, that's how serious things were taken. Specifically in Italy, where this movie was up on all manner of obscenity charges. Um, a very dangerous movie. So of course it was ultimately going to become prime fodder in the UK when the kind of, or right wing-leaning parts of government started taking a keen eye on what people were watching in the early 80s and Cannibal Holocaust became one of the prime candidates and targets for it. So yeah, I'd like, I can't sway you around on this one. Like I say before, it's not a movie that I, I relish. It's not like a, like, you know, it's a Saturday night. You know what would be great? We'll get the missies, the kids round, and we're all going to sit and watch Cannibal Holocaust. Would never be a sentence that would pass my lips, but at the same time, it is a movie that periodically I do return back to and watch with all the queasiness that it gives me watching the movie and understanding how much of a trendsetter it actually was. And it paved the way for a lot of bad, lazy rip-offs. Um, as much as... Uh, as much as I do like an Umberto Lenzi movie, uh, you know, his, his follow-up movie, like the following year, Cannibal Ferox, is, you know, is like this movie on fucking speed. Um, so, you know, it goes full on, it's over the top, there's more animal death, there's more violence and all the rest. And it bore out some wonderfully lazy attempts to try and recapture what this movie did. Um... 
actually, if you look at the, the span of Italian cannibal movies, this one comes in quite late in the day. This is, like, right on the cusp, 7980. Um, and by then, the genre had already existed for about eight years in various forms, starting as kind of swashbuckling adventures with cannibals through to even the prototypes that Jungle Holocaust, for example, the prototypes that Diodato had done prior to this movie coming out. Um, one thing I will say, and what I like to do in terms of the, the, the main thrust of our final part of our conversation here on the movie, is specifically what E8 films have done here. Um, I was cynical when they announced they were going to move into 4K UHD content, and this was one of the first titles they announced, which I wasn't cynical on this one, but the bevy of titles that they've announced since are following suit with other labels like Criterion Collection or Arrow. Uh, for all intents and purposes, they are kind of taking movies that are already in their catalogue and re-releasing them in 4K UHD. Sometimes me mere like years, like two years from 2K restorations. And there's always a part of me that wonders the futility of that. You know, do I need a movie to look just a little bit sharper than it's already immaculate print. And some have bore out. Some have been really, really, really good. But when the 88 films put their name against it, I, I did kind of feel my eyes rolling a little bit. I will say this about this, um, specifically on this title. I can't speak for some of the other ones. There are titles I'm not upgrading to 4K UHD that I have in my Italian collection. Just don't see the point. Like Burial Ground, as much as I love that movie and it's weird and wacky wonderfulness, I don't need a 4K UHD restoration in that movie at all. It's not It's not going to make me love that movie anymore than I do. And maybe one day if it pops up on eBay for a, like a reasonable price, I might take a punt at it. Never say never after all. But it's not like a day one purchase. This was a day one purchase. And the reason it was a day one purchase is I was curious to see what Cannibal Holocaust would look like in 4K UHD. I mentioned before I had the shameless version of this one. Pretty gritty, pretty grainy. I had the Grindhouse version, which I've sold now. Uh, pretty gritty, pretty grainy. Um... And I did wonder, are we just going to get a pretty gritty, pretty grainy release in 4K UHD? And I will tell you right now that 88 films have knocked this one out of the park. This is easily, in my opinion, the best release they've put in terms of a full-on restoration. In terms of what I'd seen before to what I have now. This is night and day in comparison. I mean, like, it's actually stunning how good this movie looks as rough and ready as it is a movie like cannibal holocaust was never shot like a, like an argental movie or like a Fulci movie that they ever anticipated that technology would be in the position that it was in to clean up things to this level and it looks so much prettier than a movie like this probably should i mean the fact that the first time i ever saw this movie it was on a vhs rip like back in the kind of uh, 93 94 says a lot like the greeniness added to it's kind of terrifying quality um and the fact i can hold this in my hands now is kind of mind-blowing the the restoration is absolutely phenomenal in this i mean like jaw-droppingly good and to the team involved with this they should feel immensely proud of the work that they put in it's staggeringly good um but the move to the 4k uhd method has allowed more room on the disc 
And this is where this one in particular shines. The special features on this one are absolutely stacked. Um, some of this I'd seen before. In fact, a lot of this I'd seen before, including the archival work um, and interviews with Ruggiero Diodato, the kind of conversation with the cinematographer, etc. But the most recent interview ahead of his death um, is really quite eye-opening and quite poignant. Um, the Diodato versus Lindsay uh, film essay on this one also excellent and I high recommend but just overall the packaging the way it's delivered the fact that they got big Graham Humphreys uh, a guy who once designed a poster for a podcast under the stairs um, and has done some of my favourite like alt artwork for movies um, absolutely killed it on this it's an incredible release like genuinely staggeringly good um, and has got me very 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 excited to continue my run um, and catching up with what I think I've got another three titles after this uh, to cover um, to catch us back up with the release schedule of um, the Italian collection. I've said that before, I'll say it again, I think pound for pound the Italian collection that 88 Films have put out have like, it's like a 93% like these movies are awesome and a 7% Mostly the kind of Euro trash, Euro erotic movies, which are just painful to get through because they are ponderous and not sexy enough to masturbate to, unless, I don't know, you can get off on that. I don't know. So, each to their own. Each to, Some people can masturbate to anything. And that's a statement that I never thought I would say on a Cannibal Holocaust review. But yeah, this is by, by far the high watermark of this label. Now they have done other 4K UHD titles for the Italian collection which we will eventually cover at some point down the road and I'm curious to see where we go with them. The Whip and the Body is the next title we'll be discussing and it's one that I have a inherent fondness for. Um, I had the Blue Underground Blu-ray that for years and only recently sold that. So I'm curious to see how this new release stacks up. Word on the street is the print is absolutely gorgeous and we're back in Bava territory, which just makes me very happy. Um, it's a title that Christopher Lee was a bit ashamed to have done and he had some choice words when talking about Mario Bava afterwards and you watch that and then you see Christopher Lee star in a movie like To the Devil a Daughter, which has an underage girl um, naked and he didn't appear to have any issues well, that movie, which kind of screams of hypocrisy, not that I want to throw shade on Christopher Lee's ghost. Uh, so yeah, when it comes to Cannibal Holocaust, this movie's a 5 out of 5 for me anyway, right? I, I, I think it's that good and that important. Um, this is maybe the best version that exists on the planet right now. So if you're a fan of the director, if you're a fan of the movie, um, or the importance of cinema... This is kind of a must-own. Like I say, the Collector Limited Edition one is now sold out. Uh, but the I think they have a regular 4K UHD release without the fancy slip and the book and all the rest. And I would say pick it up. I pick it up in a heartbeat. I think it is that good. Um, so yeah, 5 out of 5 for me on um, Cannibal Holocaust by 88 Films. 
So, with that out of the way, um, I just want to thank you all for checking out this review. We've been away for a couple of weeks, mostly because I've been travelling for work, and my wife has also been travelling for work, which has meant that the opportunity to sit down and record has been non-existent. But we're back in the in the, the throngs under the stairs and back recording, and over the next week you will be getting um, another... 88 Films Italian Collection Review. Following week, you'll be getting the remaining two, which will bring us up to date with those titles before we swing into some more interesting content as we roll through. Also expect a full review of Glasgow Fright Fest, which is on the... What is that? It'll be the 8th and 9th of March. Um, 10 movies, I think, show at that. And I'll be there with the Baz, so we'll try and get something in post that where we can talk about the movies we saw, what we liked and what we didn't like. So, with that in mind, uh, if you are checking us out on YouTube, please hit like and subscribe there. Uh, subscribe is important because it, you know, gives me better numbers. Like is also very important because it shows me that you enjoyed what I did. Uh, the comment section is always open, so if you want to feedback, please do. Uh, have you seen the movie before? Have you not seen the movie before? Uh, did you like it? Did you not like it? Is it appalling to you or is it a kind of, is it like a maligned work of art? Have you seen this 4K UHD version? And if so, do you feel like me, like this is, you know, the best version of the movie that exists and the best thing that 88 Films have put their name to thus far, having not seen some of the titles that came out after it? please let me know in the comments below. If you're checking us out on Spotify or Anchor, where you get video and podcast completed into those apps, um, there's always a question that pops up at the end that's similar to what I've just asked there. Please take some time to fill it out. And if you're checking out the audio version of this on any of the podcatchers out there, please hit subscribe. The podcast under the stairs has over 1,300 episodes and it's RSS podcast feed dating back 10 years now. So tons of content out there. Subscribing means that you get episodes as and when they drop and access to the entire back catalogue as well all that's left for me to say on this review is thank you very much for checking out i look forward to chatting to you next time and wherever you are what the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours please take care of yourselves out there this is duncan mcleish broadcasting live from under the stairs and i am signing off <laughs>